Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly, and normally I'm here with Julia, but this week Julia was unable to join us due to blizzards in across the country that are happening. So I have a very special guest. I have known her for 20 years. Oh my God. Not to date us or anything, but 20 years now. Um, please welcome my friend and co-host today, Kayla. Hi, I'm so excited to be joining you. And I love being able to talk about The Bachelor with you. So now, I'm really- How long have you been watching? That's always gotta- Oh, I started with Ashley's season, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think that was my first season I watched with my mom. And then we just started watching season after season because they do a great job of, you know, you start with one- and then you're like, well, I've got to see the next season because I know this contestant and then they keep going. That's how they hook you in. Exactly. I'm really shocked I was able to stay hooked in actually because my first season was Allie Fedotowski and the season after her wasn't a man from her season. It was Brad Womack's second season. Oh God. So I don't know why I even like what it was. I guess I enjoy, I was bored enough. I don't know. Yeah, because you went you you went deep where now you're a super fan. And now I know who knew that was gonna happen to me. Honestly, it's shocking, but it's been the best thing because honestly, like I how many years were we both watching before we knew each other watched, you know? Like that's what I yeah. realized. Like I realized all these friends like suddenly were talking about the show that we were friends despite it, and now somehow yeah. it's become like such a it's what keeps people together. <laughs> No, that's what I love about it is it's such a community because, you know, it's year round. It's like you're watching The Bachelor, then you're watching Bachelorette, then you're watching Bachelor in Paradise. It's a full-time job. Yeah. And then you're on the Reddits and then you're reading the off-season stuff. Kayla you know, like is the one who gives me all, she always has the inside information to share with me. Sometimes I have it too, but if I have some inside information, you probably sent it to me. I, I, it's those Reddit people. Every time I go on there, they're able to figure out, you know, the background shot of something. They're able to trace it to figure out these two people were in the same place at the same time. Master sleuthing, I tell you. I, I have like a database from podcasts and stuff, but the what they do, sneaky stuff that people aren't sharing, the Reddit, that's where I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's next level. Yeah. <laughs> so we jump into this episode where we left off with Heather and the girls are not happy. <laughs> no. And I was really surprised by just how angry and upset they were. Yeah. It seemed very like, I mean, clearly everyone's reaching a breaking point, but just unnecessary. And like, ultimately what we knew was going to happen is she was going to be sent home. There's no way she was going to stay. So like the whole, it felt like a waste of half an hour. Yeah. I mean, you would know this. Like, has there ever really been, like, a person that the lead has known previously Nick that has made that. it far? Because I feel like what happens is, is the question on everyone's mind where if they really wanted you, they would have dated you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly it. It never works. The closest was Nick Vial, and that's the only situation where it seemed like the lead wanted that to happen. Yeah. So, no, it was a bad move. Um, not great advice from Hannah. No, well, and especially to have her go on the show and experience this when she could have, you know. Yeah, set her up earlier. They were definitely just, like, drunk. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm calling a producer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting you on the show. 
Well, and I think Heather was an interesting choice to be the girl who like comes in late because even on Colton's season, like she was nice, but she wasn't. She's never been kissed. Well, was never been kissed. That's yeah. her claim to fame. She's not like the most threatening human to yeah. walk in. Half the girls didn't even know who she was. Yeah. And so when you're thinking of someone to come in late to kind of actually be threatening, she's not the person that I would have thought of. Exactly. Because she wasn't. I mean, Brittany is like the entrance you expect on someone coming in late, coming in hot, making out with him, making them all mad. That made at least sense why people were pissed. Like this one is like, girl, you're like, it's like kicking a tiny puppy. Like she's not going to hurt you. Like there's no threat here. Yeah. (laughs) And and like you said, it's like, they were all angry at her. And it's like, well, what about the producers basically is yeah using her as a vessel because they couldn't yell at the producers so they were kind of taking everything and exactly and just like when the new girls came in last time mm-hmm. except this one just felt even dumber because it was so clear that she's not going to come in I think very mad yeah and I think this was also worse because it was all of them and she was just standing there she was so alone that's the thing she yeah. didn't have other girls there yeah it was eight against her essentially Serena C was there still so she had her mean things to say well and I think what also it has been killing me about this franchise lately was they all kept saying oh is he gonna marry her after a couple weeks why are we still pretending that the leads are gonna get married he's not gonna marry any of you (laughs) and they kept saying oh he's gonna meet her family and marry her in a couple weeks and yeah he's not gonna marry any of you no literally no yeah, but they keep talking about it. Like, that's what's going to happen. It's like, why are we still pretending? No, the only one he might marry is if he somehow chooses Michelle, which, because that she's someone who, he's not ready for Michelle, but Michelle's yeah. someone he could settle down with, but he's not ready for that yet. No, he's, I think he, I mean, but also look at the people he's surrounded with. I mm-hmm. don't think he will be ready to, you know, settle down or be married until the people around him are. Exactly. He's, you know, he's going to want to do like, like I know Tyler C currently has like a girlfriend or like a model he's seeing. And I think Matt wants something like that. Like, you know, a girl to do fun things exactly. with. Have around, but also, you know, no intense commitment or anything like that. 100%. And that's, yeah, like he's not going to settle down until Tyler settles down. <laughs> is ultimately what we're looking at here and so like for them to be so focused like how are you supposed to marry him how are you supposed to marry him you Serena C you've never spoken to Matt according to what has aired on television we have never seen them interact no once and I feel like you and I are always joking because it's like whenever people accuse other people of being on there for the wrong reasons, and we're like, they're all on there for Insta followers and yeah. things. Hey, why are we pretending it's any different yeah. these days? Because what happens is, is you're on there for the fame, and then you start to actually develop real feelings, and then that's fine. But like honestly, I think we both have said I'd be more concerned if they were no, on. You're one hundred percent insane. The people who come on actually thinking they're going to get married are the ones who get yeah. sent home week one because they're insane. Yeah, like and they give off crazy, crazy vibes. Yeah, but, and yet season after season though, we see this argument of is like, even just this Heather thing, is Heather gonna be his wife? Who's here for the right reason? And it's just like become this, you know, argument that they always throw out and I make every single time. (laughs) It's so stupid and it's just, 
it like, at this point you should just know better just like how we you know when we watch this and we see them getting mad at heather and we're just like have you not seen the show before it just makes no sense and like being mad at the girls for coming in it's like well if matt cho- chose to keep heather i think someone said it's like that she he better marry her it's like yeah well if he has actual feelings for her he should keep her there yeah like uh, would you rather he goes chases after her after he gets engaged to you perhaps well because holly they're not looking at it as like you know matt should find his future wife no it's it's all about winning you know exactly because yeah they should do whatever is necessary for matt to find his wife but that's not you know they're seen as heather's taking my spot well if matt really liked you he could she couldn't exactly yeah, and I think we also talked about earlier that I'm sure if Heather could have started and the other girls started night one with everyone else, yeah, they would have. They don't have control over that. Yeah, especially the other girls. Like with Heather, maybe it was like the producers were like, no, you can't come on this season. And then they were like, actually, never mind. Come on. <laughs> like maybe it was that. We don't know. Like they were like, we need drama. But like, yeah. especially with those first five, those first round of girls like coming in late, like obviously that was a whole strategic move by producers to bring in drama like what on earth would make you think that they feel the need to interrupt like it's just so misplaced and sad to watch because like they just made Heather cry they all were just sitting there while she stood there and she didn't like she wasn't prepared for this argument she should have been ready you know she should have expected it but they probably they wouldn't be happy she was not prepared for the level well because they said like I can't remember specifically but I remember like a couple of the girls were saying things in a very intense way aggressive and just mad I mean you could feel their anger and it's and it was coming out in ways like well just get out like you go cry in your interview I don't want to see your tears that was the one that was really good go cry in your interview that was savage I was like damn and she's like okay I will and she went and cried in her interview like I mean maybe that line shouldn't have been used in this instance but I did really like that line made me crack up it's genius I mean it's I feel like the whole thing is funny because I said that about other girls at like other points you know (laughs) yeah definitely well Matt you know makes it seem like he's considering it but clearly he's not he sends her home and what a waste of half an hour for like over the course of two episodes and then he sends home Chelsea and Serena C the not shocking at all except I did expect Jesenia to go home Mm -hmm. but of course she goes home on a one-on-one instead so this week's big uh, scandal is Serena P gets a second date before Abigail even gets one. And that's when the writing's on the wall for Abigail. <laughs> we all know it's downhill from here. I think it's also interesting because Abigail got the first impression rose, which is the other big shocker, is that mm-hmm. kind of she started strong, got the first impression rose, and then you know, she had like a few of those cute moments where they had like, you know, a little ear. Yeah. And that was cute. And then she's just really faded. She disappeared. And I think we used to see that happen more, especially with men's first impression rose picks. Mm -hmm. Usually though, that's because it's like, they give it to like the really hot one who then winds up not having like any sort of 
anything else to give them. Yeah. But with Abigail, it was like the opposite. It's like, wow, she's the one who came out open with a story and like made herself vulnerable first. So I felt more comfortable. So that's what gave the rose. But after that, she was just comfortable for him. That was it. Yeah, I was, I was surprised actually. that I was he, surprised she never got a date. Yeah, because also I feel like that's how he would have been able to see if they had more of a romantic totally. connection. Um, because, you know, if they're only getting group dates, then obviously that's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, you're so never going to get to know them. And also, again, just like the fact that she didn't get one, but Serena got two. Two. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting. It was interesting. Well, I think Abigail, if she, after she didn't get it by episode three, it was kind of over for Abigail. And Serena P is interesting because watching this date just reminded (laughs) me of being 22 and dating guys who were like 30 and me giving all the signals that I do not want to be their girlfriend (laughs) and they are not picking up any of them at all. I was like, she looked even less uninterested. Yeah, like, and he wasn't picking up any of it. And that's the thing is I don't feel like he actually knows any of these girls or understands them or picks up on their cues and stuff because he's so touchy and handsy at moments where I'm like, why is your hand on her thigh right now? Like, No, I really thought that either Serena was going to leave or he was just not like I was surprised that she's going to hometown somebody on um I think it was on Twitter or the forums was joking about how her family was already quarantining (laughs) so it was too late for him to get rid of her that you know possibly but it was I feel like he's into her and she's just not into him I think that's what it is really but it's he's just, into her youthful energy and it's yeah but it's just like you know that smile you give where you're just like exactly and that's the thing is I don't find that creepy except on this date with Serena when yeah. he's like with the young ones who are like trying to like be like okay you know yeah. I'm not into tantric yoga right now but you think we're connected but you're just happy to touch like that's yeah and it's one of those, and she was giving those looks exactly like you said, where every woman can recognize when another woman is giving those looks. So true. <laughs> because it's like, like I said, it's a step above your, you're not just being polite. You're doing more than that, yeah. but you're definitely not. You're overcompensating, but it's so like, you're, you're giving like, and that's what's also been interesting about listening to people's takes on this episode. Mm-hmm thought oh I couldn't pick up on her being disinterested I was surprised when she said that and who says oh you were because it's always men who are like oh I thought she was into it (laughs) women we all can tell yeah because it's it's a very it's subtle if you haven't done it before or haven't seen someone do it yeah because yeah like I said it's not like she's being like stiff and like get away from no and she's trying to be nice and polite and whatnot but but it was also like the thing she was saying it's like well what did like none of this means really anything yeah they're just you know things that sound nice but (laughs) he he was not he's not picking up on that he was not because she did she even sat him down after the date and was like yeah um not for me (laughs) he's like really oh no I'm glad you told me you know I would I want to know I'm like do you because you could have been paying attention to her on the date and trying to pick up on her cues I don't know anything sense some of that tension but that's why I just don't think he's like connecting and understanding these girls really I feel like he's got a very surface level idea of all of them and hasn't like and has 
put them in boxes in his head of who they are. Yeah. And he's like, Serena P's fun and she can go with the flow and have fun with anything. So tantric yogish will have fun together. He's not <laughs> like, that's how yeah. he puts it together. Like, and that's just not what happens. But then he gives her the rose and we basically after that, I know exactly how the episode goes. Yeah. I could predict everything from there. Serena P was the only question mark of who's going to go to hometowns for me. It's, it's interesting because you're talking about, you know, surface level and it kind of also reminds me of like, what do we know about Matt? Nothing. That's the that's thing. And what do we know about any of them? What does he know about Rachel? What does he know? Like Michelle's the only one I feel like I know anything about her actual life. Yeah. Like Matt has been doing those fun little charcuterie board TikToks or like, I love when they do the end credit scenes and like Michelle was doing like push up. I loved that. And love we Michelle. don't see any of that personality in these None episodes. And so I'm over here, like, who is Matt? I have no feel for his personality. I have no feel for a lot of the girls' personalities outside of, like, the drama. And then you see these little clips of them or you see them on social media and you're like, oh, where is this? Completely. We don't see any of it. Well, and we've been missing so much. Like, literally, they are cutting out full daytime portions of dates and not airing it. Like, there were people, I want to, I think JoJo was there. Rachel's been there, tasha has been there, all doing like facilitating these like group dates and like daytime dates. Mm-hmm. But it was completely cut out. Like today's, even this week with the group date, there was no day portion. But yeah. there was probably, and we just yeah. aren't seeing it. And that's I, probably where we'd see personality. Because I, I feel like it would be nice to see the personality because I feel like at this point we've seen so many seasons of the show because, you know, like I said, they've been doing the same format of kind of like, you know, this is the date where this happens. This is the date where this happens, where I think it would make it more fun to see like what makes Matt different from Peter, you know, yeah. because right now, you know, it's that's really true. Cause yeah. And even like Colton had like the fence jump, which <laughs> lived up to my expectations, but it's like all, all these past few bachelors have just been very interchangeable and Completely. You know, they say the same. <laughs> especially Peter and Colton for me I couldn't handle how similar they looked two seasons in a row I I called them by the wrong name constantly (laughs) I can't do it I'm so glad those are over yeah and I think like I said is then you see some of Matt's social media I mean his social media is still pretty like you know perfect and like he has a person but there are little moments where you'll see his personality and his fun side and you're like okay like you know add some of that in there yeah because I just feel like right now it's like who is this guy I don't know him none I don't feel like we know him I don't feel like he knows the girls and I don't feel like the girls know him so that's why when they're all declaring their love for him right now it feels so extra like (laughs) I'm like no you fucking don't I would love to see them be like I love him because because I don't know what they would say that was like specific, you know, like, just nice things like, oh, he's kind, oh, he's, you know, smart. It's like, yeah, that well, that's what I noticed the most about Rachel is she doesn't say anything of substance, but she makes him feel like the big, strong man who's like, she's yeah. so revealed. Like, she's like, oh, I, when she tried to say that she thought he was out of her league, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like she's just feeding into his ego. Like, it's such an, it feels so strategic. I don't think she likes him. I think he thinks he knows her because he's like, but if was asked a question about her, 
wouldn't be able to answer you know he's like oh yeah Rachel's the one because I'm so connected with her all this and you'd be like okay list anything do you know what kind of parties she went to I mean even look at their one-on-one it was her shopping and he didn't really it was was her shopping and going oh my god thank you so much Matt I've never had clothes like this oh my god like making him feel like a big strong man yeah and it's just really unentertaining for me to watch because that's again like we saw a bunch of her this group date because we saw oh my god so let's dive into the group date because we start with Brie tells him that she left her job for him to be on the show and she works in social media in um San Francisco Mm -hmm. my guess is Facebook because the same thing happened on Jake Pavelka's season with Ali Fedotowski she Mm -hmm. actually left like right after hometowns on her own because she was only allowed to take like a certain number I think it's like eight weeks off of work Mm -hmm. to be there and so she thought all right at that point I'll have to make the decision Mm-hmm. and she wound up leaving for to keep her job mm-hmm. but I think it's the same job I think because they have the same policy the timing lines up I'm like okay take away two weeks for the quarantine extra quarantine in the beginning that's Facebook they have the rule they haven't changed <laughs> it and they will not budge and so she and my guess is she probably didn't like the job that much no no she's like I can be an influencer and I'd rather do that so I mean, even look at Rachel Lindsay, who's a lawyer. When was the last time she practiced? Right? (laughs) Her skills are applicable to her current job, but the lawyering, not so much. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if she wasn't really liking her job and, you know, she thought she had a better shot on this, like, you know. Go for it, yeah. But what are our thoughts on her telling him that (laughs) well she did wait till she already did she didn't give him the ultimatum which is what Allie did and ultimately he's like I can't tell you I'm picking you right now because that's what she wanted she's like I need you to pick me now essentially for me to leave leave my job he's like I can't do that she's like well bye Brie made the decision without consulting him and I I think he probably would have told her to keep her job because at this point I think she's fallen behind I think I think it's clear he's choosing Rachel based on the group date rose right here because if he didn't have his mind made up on his winner that rose would go to Bree to say thank you for like and validate that decision that's what I was thinking was the fact that Bree literally told him I left my job for you and he didn't give her the rose because he wanted that extra time maybe if there wasn't extra time on the line too I think it would have been different but he wanted that extra time to be with Rachel and that's unfortunate yeah but we also also, I was going to say you know how also I feel like he picks Rachel is how hard Chris Harris well and Bachelor you know the people have been defending her. They defend I, the winners. I was going to say, they want their love story. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't winning, I don't know if, you know, they would have defended her as hard no. as they did. Right? Well, it's just like Garrett. They were all like, got to give him a chance. Let him speak his piece. Yeah. All that stuff. We got to defend him. because, And we were all like, well, he won. Yeah. We know that. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. okay, great. Now, the question is, what will that mean at the end of this? Where will Matt stand? that's what I want to know that's what I've been if if he does pick her you know obviously I'm assuming he didn't know about all of this no he didn't know then but he sure knows now now, 
and I want to know what he was gonna do about it yeah because there's because they're already going into the season not only did he have a lot of pressure of people saying oh he's gonna pick a white woman but then you have now a white woman who has you know racist allegations against her yeah that's attending gonna- antebellum parties and <laughs> you know and that's the thing is at the beginning it's like everyone was like well you know the rumors it's rumors you can't really you know she probably just doesn't want to give more flame to the rumors like that's why she's not addressing it yeah and then when it the evidence starts piling up like <laughs> there's a point yeah, like, where you're like there was something new and then also the other piece of this too is it's gonna be her against another woman of color Mm-hmm. so that's yeah because be- at this point it is right, three okay. women of color yeah and Rachel yeah so there's gonna be a lot I hope he's prepared I don't know if he is he should start preparing now yep <laughs> he's not he never will be but hopefully he's trying yeah because there's going to be a lot that he's gonna have to address and <laughs> it's a lot not gonna be pretty touchy subjects because like I said look at all he's had to address so far Mm -hmm. of people even just assuming he was going to pick a white woman and then you know like I said maybe Rachel isn't the winner but I think it's sure the signs are pointing in a very strong direction towards Rachel I saw somebody posted a meme and it was like Matt going to visit her family it was a scene from get out (laughs) oh my god well that's the other thing we see the preview for hometown well oh that's what they talk about on the date I forgot because it was so boring where yeah. he's like, you know, I'm going to meet my fa- your family. I'm sure they're going to be tough. And she's like, oh, no, you know, they'll see how you make me feel. I'm like, well, first of all, no, because I'm looking at you and I don't see it on your face. I see he's into you and you're telling him what he wants to hear. I don't see your love for him at anywhere. And so also, why like, should you? Yeah, as I'm interested to see, also, has Rachel ever dated a black guy? No, definitely not. And I'm sure her family will be polite because they're on TV and Mm -hmm. also because he's The Bachelor, you know, I'm sure they like the attention, maybe. Sure. I think they'll probably question it, but in a way where they don't say anything overt. Yeah. But I get the impression they're going to be like, like the dad's going to be like one of those tough Southern dads. He's going to be like, my daughter. Well, because always, like, you know, what they need to realize is, you know, if we're still playing into this fantasy that this is supposed to be marriage, is, like, their kids are going to be half black, or, well, because Matt's already half black, but they're going to be, they'll probably look. They're not going to be white. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I feel like sometimes when people get into interracial relationships, they don't think about that and you know it'll be interesting to see yeah how hometowns go I'm sure hometowns themselves will be fine but I'm really interested to see how this after I think there's going to be some subtext that we're all going to be looking for obviously (laughs) we're all going to be like finding like the little in in in, like any sort of insinuation any sort of allusion to anything we're gonna be like Mm, yeah (laughs) there it is oh Wow. Especially because you'll have the comparison of Rachel's family versus, like I said, he has three other women of color. So totally, I feel like hers will stand out a lot more. Yeah, I think Serena P is gonna get the date where everyone's like, "You're not into him." We could tell you're 22. What are you doing? Like that's oh the. Yeah, I we'll, think we'll talk about Kit later. <laughs> We're almost there because okay, yeah. yeah. So he sends Abigail home, and it's sad. That's kind of all I have to even say about it. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was sad 
it, like she had a she had a great limo exit very bachelorette-esque you know I'm always the girl they who tells them what they want le- next or whatever it was like and I was like I've said that I felt that like I feel that <laughs> I'm like oh th- that guy got engaged after me that <laughs> I'm like okay cool back building them up for the next girl you know but like I fine think- I think what made me feel sad though was number one, like, like I said, she didn't get a one-on-one. So I'm sure it's hard to feel like, oh, if only I'd had a one-on-one that would have made totally. it different. And then also to get the first impression rose and then just to like fade out, I'm sure you're feeling high. And then you're, cause like, I think we had talked about, cause we were talking about like um, with Olivia, with uh, Bachelor Ben. I was literally about to start talking about Olivia. <laughs> yeah. But I was just going to say real quick is you get that early validation. You're excited. You're like, okay, he likes me. This totally. confirms that he likes me. And then you're starting to see, you know, other girls are getting dates. You're like, okay, but he still likes me. We have a little tell. Um, and then I'm sure you get to this point where you're like, what's, what's happening, you know? And I'm sure like, that's really hard on your confidence because you got this validation and then it's being taken away. And can you just imagine every single week with like every date card, you're expecting it to be you. And then it just never, ever is. Like that sucks. The girls who are like group date girls and we're like, they probably know and they're just okay with it because as long as they get far enough where they can go to paradise. Exactly. Cool. But I think Abigail didn't see herself as a group date girl. No, because- she got the first impression rose. That's yeah. not what the group date girl does. Yeah. She don't give yeah. it to the group date girl. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a sad exit, but also so predictable <laughs> at that point. The That's minute she was like, we need to have a real talk. I could see her as the bachelorette, but I don't feel like, I don't know if she could carry it. Yeah. I don't know if she has the personality to carry it. I'll be interested to see who they end up going with. Because obviously the rumors went out that it was Katie, but Katie's didn't get the memo. And which that's a wild rumor. Just like, because it's very specific. Reality Steve said that Katie was announced at the Women Tell All. That's what, yeah, that's what I heard. And everyone was like, no, that didn't happen. Like, what? Confused, like. I genuinely believe it. I'm, I, I feel like someone pulled a prank on Reality Steve just to see if he'll publish anything because he will. We yeah. know that he doesn't fact check shit. So I feel like I love Katie. I think she'd be really fun. Um, but I just feel like Matt has some really awesome girls. There are, I, yeah, I think, I mean, Michelle would be incredible. And, and obviously, like I said, we've seen from these little clips that Michelle is fun, too. She's very strong. I'm leaning towards Michelle at this point in the game, assuming she doesn't get picked because I assume Rachel does. Yeah. I could see them giving it to Brie because of the career thing, like kind of in the whole Ali Fedichowski lane of they kind yeah. of played that up. Of career woman. She left it all for love. <laughs> like a whole thing. And also she's very like Instagram, like she makes sense. Michelle like made Tasha, an Instagram in April. Like, yeah, she's very like Tasha, where she's very like polished, and she totally. would totally. I feel like Michelle would be more like Real. doing unexpected things. Yeah, you know? I think Michelle would be so good. Actually, I think that's you know we talked about a lot when like Bachelorette was happening about kind of going back to the original, like finding Claire, someone older who knows what they want, kind of thing. That was kind of what we were thinking of. You know, we need a reset. We need to change, like 
step back a few seasons to when it, things were working and didn't become repetitive and just very overwhelmed by the, I think, influencer culture of it all. Yeah. Now, Michelle, I, cause you know, Claire's not like she wasn't in it. I don't think she was in it for an to be an influencer or anything, but she is still a part of that world. Yeah. I think Michelle's so disconnected from that that she would be really incredible as a bachelorette because I don't think she would be huge on social media, but that's also why I don't think they'll pick her because they want someone to hype it up on social media. Well, and also they seem to like people who can be controlled too. Yeah. And so I don't know if Michelle would play into all the different things that they would want her to do. Yeah. Which is why I want her. (laughs) Yeah, which is why she would be more fun. But like, I feel like, you know, they seem to like the people who they can kind of like, you know, do this because like, also think about it. It's like, you know, they've had younger girls and like with Tasha, you know, especially being like the second black one, you know, she wants to do a good job. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they've been picking people who are, you know, trying really hard to do a good job. And like, Michelle doesn't care, then, you know, you don't have as much. They have no power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting this season. So the other conversation, this date we had, that was, was Kit saying she wanted, letting Matt know that she wants to wait. You know, she's a long-term investment. She wants to have kids and get married when she's older, like 25 or 26. (laughs) Did you cringe when you heard her say older? I saw it coming to you. I was like, oh God, she's about to say 25. She's going to say 25. I thought she was like 28 she, or 29. She said 25. I, I said, knew no. it was going to be 25 because the truth is it's 28, but she yeah. doesn't want Matt to think she's not ready. Yeah. That, that she's not that ready, you know? But the thing is with Matt, he's like, yeah, me neither. I'm not, I don't want kids before four years from now. Yeah. Like that's perfect timeline for him actually. So all she was saying was like, she clearly wanted to be sent home because Cynthia Rowley is not going on the fucking bachelor unless she's getting married you know Kit knew when Kit because after that Kit seemed to be like oh I'm gonna get the rose maybe I am maybe this is gonna work cool and then when Rachel got the rose she's like oh never mind it's not me I gotta go because Kit seemed like the type where if she wasn't gonna be the winner then she was like I'm not doing hometown like no yeah she's like I'm not dragging my mom who's a busy woman on yeah. to ABC <laughs> to quarantine to come on the show. That's not going to happen. Honestly, Kit was gold. She came in, she got a one-on-one, she got some screen time, and then she left when she was done. Yeah, she had, her, she ran the way, like, her arc was controlled. She had the control over exactly yeah. what happened with her. And no one show. ever accused her of being there for the wrong reasons. <laughs> nope. Except for everyone when they saw her bio come out. Yeah. <laughs> But no one on the show, you know, like she yeah. just flew under the radar. She was always next to the drama. She would throw in a few mean words here and there, but she never got That's so heavily camera. involved that she was accused yeah. of anything. I didn't mind Kit by the end. Like I, I'm kind of indifferent about her. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, you know, she did her, she did what she needed to do. Yep, she did what she needed to do, and she, I, I do appreciate a little. Um, I'm gonna get out before you can send me home moment (laughs) always fun um but yeah so that was kind of the group date um aloe black came and sang for rachel and matt 
as they danced and the girls cried. Very, very unromantic to me. Just, I can't watch it. I'm just like, all of it has me rolling my eyes. So then we have Jasenia's one-on-one date, which we all also knew was going to end in her going home. I mean, I was like, wow, she even got a one-on-one. I was, yeah, exactly. It's like, but she is what I would have called. She's a group date girl. Yeah. She's an ultimate group date girl. Yeah. And she also got the fake two-on-one. So I figured that he would be like, well, if that counts as some one-on-one time, we can. Yeah. Like everything she did was just classic group date girl. Completely. So not the one-on-one. I was like, oh, okay. But, but I will have to say, I know I text you this every week. Her <laughs> outfit amazing even when she's like barely in a shot like I remember the first time like way back when she was wearing this jumpsuit and I texted you and I was like oh my god who was that the jumpsuit you were and I remember there were two jumpsuits I was like which one yeah and she's worn like she wore like a couple jumpsuits she she wears like her and Brie Brie's another one where they've been wearing really interesting things which I appreciate because I think after so many seasons you know you see the the sequin yeah you know, black dress, oh, a red dress if you're feeling spicy, and I feel like Jasenia and Brie, like, Brie had a green dress, Jasenia is wearing, like, like, I really liked her pink one that she wore for her, the dinner portion of the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that was, girl. yeah, her body looked mm-hmm. insane in that jacket on, oh, her, she turned to the side, and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, no. I was like, damn, how's he going to send her home dressed like that? I know. So I am really sad to see her go just because she was my my look that I... Yeah, <laughs> good looks. But clearly not a hometown girl. No. This group date girl somehow made it to being the like last girl besides Piper. So that's good for her for that. Um, It was a like Tokyo drift date, like a car's. I love how he kind of did a date where like they don't have to talk (laughs) completely well he fakes the drift he does like and they do a really bad cut to try to make it look like he drove the car really impressively yeah like I didn't and we're like we know (laughs) and then she drives and does a good job and then he seems to think this is a different sport (laughs) where you are supposed to knock over the obstacles that you're supposed to be avoiding he chooses to crash the car directly into every single obstacle that was set up and you can just see the guy looking and thinking jesus christ that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to avoid those what are you doing and he's just destroying things that they were supposed to do that (laughs) he's like but that's kind of his he's a very like he likes a bit of like chaos and stuff like the way throwing the um what was it with Brie when they knocked him to the ground like he's very much extreme in the extreme kind of adrenaline things oh my god also with this date I keep picturing Tasha and Claire's guys and them watching all of these dates that they go on and are just like furious where where was this they're seething every single one of them is just can't watch because they're just dying a little bit inside every they have done a really good job of having different kinds of dates and really working with the location and also it's not super hot (laughs) yes they have a few they have fewer things to contend with than la quinta did la quinta your option was after dark (laughs) sit by a pool (laughs) fun the same pool 
Yeah. Over and over again, even though there are apparently 80 pools there. Why are we at the same yeah. pool? They're doing like carnivals. They're doing, oh, let's do some racing. Hot air balloons. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be skydiving at some point. What's, okay, real quick though, pause. What's been like your favorite one-on-one? Like which one-on-one would you have wanted? Interesting. Okay. Well, let's see. So we had, Brie had the eight, had yeah. what, ATVs? That was it? Yeah. Sarah did something. I don't remember. Can't have been that good. I would go in a hot air balloon, although Matt's head was like in the fire. He's so tall. So that was a little concerning. I also don't like the, like, there's not much to do up there once you get up there. So like, good thing it was like Michelle who like he could vibe with. I feel like with me on a first date in a hot air balloon, I would not know what to do. And you're also just like, okay, we're here. Yeah. Serena P had the date with like what donkeys and charcuterie. Yeah, it was, it was cute. <laughs> it was but cute, but not fun enough. But um, definitely the Chris Harrison erotica date. Actually, that's my number one. <laughs> I I found it. I was only thinking of one on ones, but no, the group date. It, Chris yeah. Harrison erotica date. That's the. Bro, one. How could you forget though? Rachel's shopping spree. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my god, I blocked <laughs> it out because I'm so mad that Rachel got that. I want the shopping spree. You're right. I was waiting for you to say that. I literally like couldn't even get to hers. I couldn't find it. I was like, no, no. Chris Harrison Erotica. There we go. Yeah. I mean, because you get to not only try on like clothes that, you know, we probably. But you get free shit. No, that's what you want because then you can leave the season at least with a gain. Yeah, exactly. I want to walk away with extra stuff. <laughs> so, oh my god, like Hannah Ann when she got the Revolve haul. But yeah, when she won the fashion show thing, and everyone's like, "She's a fucking model." Yeah. Anytime I can get free stuff out of this, I'd be happy. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I want any of the dates with free stuff. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. Um. Yeah. So this date, the date. Okay. There's a moment where Jesenia has to tell Matt to pick her up and throw her on the hood of a car to make out. <laughs> Never a good sign. No, no. And so obviously there's no chemistry and she gets sent home. That was the moment he knew. <laughs> no one's shocked. Yeah, like with that, it was so awkward. It was just, yeah, not great. You know, I, I, I appreciate a woman taking charge, but if you have to ask him to lift you, Especially when you look as good as she does. Right? You shouldn't have to ask. I'll do it. <laughs> she looks good. I'll put her on that. I'll be like, I got it. I got it. She's not big. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> got this. Let me help. Yeah, please. Somebody. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Looking like that, she she leaves. Great outfit to go home in, though. And I feel like Piper also must have known she was going home because she whipped out the wedding dress for this rose ceremony. Yes. She had that dress that was like, watch me leave. Yes. It was sparkly. It was like the kind of corseted bustier top style, but like a, like a blush color. So not totally overtly wedding-y, but definitely could be worn as a bridal gown. Well, especially when she walked in compared to everyone else. That's the thing. other girls were, you know, they were wearing, like, really pretty dresses, too. But it was, like, when she walked in, it was, like, you know when you go to an event and everyone else is wearing, you know, and you come in all fancy. That's exactly what it was. She she came in, like, everyone was dressed nice and nice. And she came in, like, black tie, 
Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she, I don't not like Piper, but I feel like she's just become a bummer. I think we didn't really get to see her personality outside of the drama because yeah we only really got to see her when she's kind of at her wits end yeah because I feel like we only saw her being upset yeah or being like more intense you know and I didn't really get to see maybe her like as light-hearted yeah we never got to see any fun sides of her which I'm sure are there but so like a lot of the girls liked her because she was always like that's the thing I always look at that like when you see like cast like or you know the behind the scenes photos mm-hmm. is it, you can start to see like oh they don't really like this one girl even if you don't see it on the show because she's never with anyone you know or well because like or they'll give a favorable edit to a lead and it turns out they were that villain the whole time kind of thing so it's always important to keep your eye out on who's actually friends with each other yeah but yeah everyone no one didn't like her um she definitely was like it made sense when she was upset but we only got to see her upset and her exit was like angry yeah it was very very shocked and it was like you know look at the other girls around you and look at who you're competing against and you kind of know yeah yeah because she was also she hadn't gotten a one-on-one either or did she i forget she did she had um the carnival one see she was so i told that's the thing it was so boring to me her date was there was no, I don't know. She, and she's 23. She didn't really have a lot. Like her, like kind of opening up moment, getting deep moment was like, I don't, my family isn't a really expressive family in terms of like saying, I love you and stuff like that. I'm not comfortable with that. Because everyone else has some sort of like deep drama. That's the thing. It doesn't. (laughs) And like, like, I always think about that. I I was like, well, if I was on the show and I have a one-on-one, like, thankfully, um, I don't really have any like I'm like which which one should we choose today I was like yeah. let's see which direction I've always thought about that too I'm like yeah. what what would I choose to go for my traumatic story because you know I have options of which you know sob story like mm-hmm. what do you choose the thing that you need a sob story on this show now if you don't That's have to completely because like, you shouldn't yeah weird it's trauma murdering system yeah it's like who has the because like I I remember you not I'm sure they were doing this before but like when Christina you know on Nick season was sharing her story eating lipstick yeah it just felt like ever since then it's like we gotta one keep one upping who has the most definitely wild story and it's always and well and that's the thing like Abigail had to share her extra sob story at like a group date and that's always never good it's like wow you shouldn't feel the need to say that if you're not actually getting the time with him but like it's a weird thing they're like we're at this point I have to share my sob story now what's my sob story I gotta come up with one okay this is my direction literally what I was thinking about now I'm like which do I choose what would I what would I decide to do for my and it's like in real life imagine doing that on like your second date with somebody or first date and you're just never all your crap onto them can you imagine actually that's so funny to think about like having these bachelor dates in real life where you're like all right this is our first date alone time alone together so I really need to tell you all of my baggage right now because that's the thing is they don't just they unleash it all you know exactly (laughs) they don't leave little breadcrumbs to it at all it's I'm this is my trauma this is my issue (laughs) This is what I need to go to therapy for, but haven't yet. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah so and yeah that's the thing piper's wasn't a standout because what what like she's 23 she's had some hard things but they're all not good stories so what's she gonna say (laughs) what's my love why am I single and that's the other thing it's like explaining why you're still single it's like you were 23 you don't need to explain that yeah and there are lots of reasons but or why have you never been in love it's like because I've never found someone to fall in love with it's not that deep you know it's not that complicated you know so it's all that's but that's the show (laughs) that's the show so we are left with hometowns and we have Rachel, Michelle, Serena P and Brie, of course. I was like, I think she's named Brie too. Because she, we haven't seen her since week one, basically. She just pops up and I'm all like, oh, that's a cool dress, Brie. And then she pops up and puts her job at Facebook and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Blends back into the shadows. But yeah, what are your predictions for what comes next? Ooh. So I agree with you, and I think we've talked about it, about Rachel probably being the winner. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Michelle final two. I'm thinking that too. I used to think Brie, but now I'm thinking I'm Michelle. I'm thinking Michelle final two. I mean, Serena really should go home after hometowns, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because he seems. To, yeah, I think maybe she'll. Maybe with her family having that yeah. reality check, they're, they're like, "Uh, you don't seem that in. Like, I don't see it." Yeah, she'll, she'll see it and leave. Yeah, or he'll pick think, up on that. I think it'll be, you know, either one, they'll just be fourth and third. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really think it's between Michelle and Rachel, with Rachel being the winner. And like I said, I'm really interested to see the aftermath of all well, this. Like I said, if it's Michelle and Rachel, that's, you know. Well, and who's going to host this after the final rose? Yes. <laughs> Harrison. Oh my God. Have you seen people were talking about like how they're going to uh, put like an emoji on his face and like start, cause there, there's talks about minimizing his like appearances in, in the next few episodes. Yeah. yeah. And I was laughing because I mean, you know, I mean, he's not really in it that much. No, I mean, all he does is like they could easily keep him out of this season yeah but it's just but it's just funny that all of this is you know it just has really escalated and I think women tell all is what they're gonna have to worry about yeah and I think we were talking about what's what's funny is last season we were when he was doing you know the cutesy little things on the dates you know with Tasha and all them it's like wow what a great gig what you know when is he because there were rumors of him retiring or leaving back then you know before all this and we were like why would he ever leave this This is like the perfect gig you literally show up and do nothing so easy and now it's like he really fumbled his bag he really did you don't want to lose the best gig in hollywood yeah because it's such a fun job and then you know once COVID is over like he'll get to, you get to travel and like he literally gets to travel to all these places just to show up for two seconds and say for two seconds rose. <laughs> he, you know it's a it's so funny watching these like just horribly like clearly I mean it just makes me think of the Ted Cruz stuff that's happening right now with him being going to Cancun and like how did you think this wasn't going to backfire. How did you think people weren't going to be mad? Like after that interview with Rachel, like he didn't think that was going to be a thing until it was a thing. Like, that's the thing is he's so out of touch. He didn't think the interview was bad. Because even Rachel said after the interview, he was like, oh, that went well. He was like, great talk. Yeah. 
and and I, because I think I was talking to you because I watched it yeah. and I was like so shocked because I was like did he not get prepped for this especially especially right now when it felt so that's what that's the thing is you think you'd think the most media trend yeah, main man right in the now, these issues are really sensitive and and I think you know what kills me about this whole entire situation though was that it didn't start with him doing anything it started with him talking about Rachel <laughs> so it wasn't like he had said you know problematic things and then had to defend himself no it was, like, it was literally about someone else <laughs> and then I got dragged into it's, it's like man Rachel's taking them both down <laughs> fully and that's what's so wild it's like by the end of the interview we weren't even thinking about Rachel anymore we yeah. were focused on how Chris Harrison thinks 2018 was five years ago <laughs> and that like Nazi flags were okay <laughs> like, like it that's what the absurdity of what he's saying you know it's just like well you know in the 60s we didn't know any better not to wave Nazi flags around like it's like saying that you know 2018 it was but you know what? it has been really awesome to see though is more bachelor nation contestants like finally speaking up and using their platforms more because i think like we've talked is how many times has it been just rachel lindsay and becca martinez always alone so, and maybe like you know i know some other people have said stuff too but it's basically been primarily it's basically the ones who do it who will say it when it's not the popular opinion yeah that was rachel and Becca Martinez from the start. They have always stood by, like, they've never been afraid of, you know, the yeah. wrath of the Bachelor Nation or the conservative Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Like the Garrett, like Becca was always calling out Garrett. She's been calling him out for years. And finally now people are like, oh yeah, you're right. And even Becca K yeah. was like, it took you're Rachel right. to get her out of that relationship. I yeah. think being friends with Rachel has really, um done a lot for Becca and that's the thing is that's why it's so important I think to have friends like that people like having a Rachel in your life has taught Becca like and she's like I don't want to be even if I never condoned what he did but yeah. she's now seeing like I can't be with someone and dis yeah. just disagree on issues that are that fundamental and moral <laughs> exactly you know? Because it's like, she was able to say, okay, I don't agree with that. And I'm doing a lot to fight those things, but it's like, but you're still with someone. And so that doesn't- You can't, you, you know, just can't. There's a certain yeah. point where it's not politics, it's moral, it's but, fundamental beliefs. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously this is a hot topic right now. So it'll be interesting to see though, like, is he gonna be gone you know well, that's the thing is the feeling I got was like okay they're hoping it's gonna die down in time for him to be back for bachelorette but that was bad yeah well and also you know it's really actually gotten not worse but where people are talking about it more because originally he was taking his break mm -hmm. and now like I said the, the talks of erasing him out of episodes and minimizing his screen time like that's a lot of effort yeah um, but like, again, it's the short term. And so it'll be interesting to see long term yeah. and like, you know, if this impacts, you know, casting choices, because I think, you know, we don't have to get into this right now, but I think there's been a huge issue of like picking leads that wouldn't actually date outside of their race. And obviously no one's going to say, you know, mm -hmm. oh, well, but you know, they always say they're open to everyone. And yet you get yeah. down to the final girls and you say, Hmm. Yeah. 
something yeah, so it'll be interesting to see yeah if there's going to be any long-term you know changes or if this is kind of one of those things that you know well you know he's an executive producer too that's the thing is he's yeah. not just a host so like what to what degree are we eliminating him just him as the face is he being like what are these cons like what it felt like to me the like stepping aside for like the rest of the season even though we've filmed all of it except the final hour yeah that they like didn't even air that on some se- there are some seasons they don't even have one yeah it felt like putting a toddler in timeout <laughs> no like, that's exactly i need you know there aren't haven't been although lauren zima I'm hoping some consequences. I'm very curious to see what it is. Like, I don't know what, when someone's so out of touch, like, how do you fix that? What would it take for us to be okay with Chris returning? And I don't know if there's anything he can do at this point after. Yeah, I don't know, because also, like, these issues have really been talked about for, like, a few years now. That's the thing. He's been... That like people are digging up old interviews they've had with him and being like, this is not new. Mm -hmm. Like this is just the first time you saw it unedited. No one stopped him. No one was there to save him. Even Rachel was kind of trying to help him in it, like save himself at times while also allowing him to hang himself because she's like, if that's really what you're gonna do, sure. And also, like I said, it's like people are more sensitive to these types of things. So like, yeah, people are bringing up interviews, but like, you know, they were done during a time where people were kind of like, like maybe you and I would be like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's just how he talks, whatever. But because like I said, people are more aware and are pointing things out and are saying, no, you can't. Well, it's 2021, you know, the woke police. Yeah, the woke police. (laughs) They're going to come get you. And I love that because also, you know, we just saw this happen with um, the actress from The Mandalorian too, where they oh. keep saying like, you know, woke police, you know, cancel culture is bad, and then they get canceled. Fully. It's like, well, dude, literally, you're, and that's the thing is in the interview too, he's like, and you know, I don't know how this is going to get edited together, releases unedited, yeah. <laughs> but you edit it together. I'm sure people will give me flack for this. So it's like, boy you're gonna get a little more than flack for what you just said because what he's his defense of Rachel's actions not to say are worse than her actions like but like are worse than any sort of defense she could have had for herself like it like it was the absolute worst argument too and he's older too you know it like but like all of his arguments were wrong that's what ultimately was so like like he was using statistics that were wrong exaggerating all the like none of it tracked so like none of the arguments could use those defenses rachel just took finally exactly responsibility finally (laughs) weeks later and again i i'm interested to see she says she's going to be making some changes what are those changes that's what i'm saying i'm very curious i could say all i want all i'm gonna be making i'm gonna make some changes but i say it about my diet and exercise every day and have i ever done it no maybe for a day and that's what that's my fear like she's gonna her work in race in like being less racist i feel like it's gonna be like me trying to exercise she'll do a little bit yeah but I I worry about it sticking you know it has she yeah it depends I guess on who she surrounds herself with at this point because that's you know you're 
she is she was raised in like one of the most racist you know sundown town like there's a whole lot of like going into it and it's like okay we as I can never hear the term have grace again it's like okay so you can understand that people can change from their background but they have to be willing to have those hard conversations with your family with your friends with all of them make hard choices to maybe not continue being friends with people if they're going to continue being racist and yeah that's a lot of her life it seems you know well and I think a lot of this initial you know before she finally released the apology was just concerned about the label of racist completely concerned about shutting that down and it seemed like it was more coming from a place of worrying about her brand and you know well and the time yeah she didn't address it until Harrison made it so big that there was literally no (laughs) way to when until Harrison addressed it first because yeah he spoke out about it before she ever could even though his whole thing was we have to give her a chance to speak about it it's like she could have she chose not to yeah I mean obviously she did speak out about it Mm -hmm. and showed because people were trying to say oh she couldn't because of her contract and blah blah blah. that's not true and even Rachel said she's like there is no rule in the contract that says you that they do not control your social media because it's not about the season, you know? No. She couldn't do interviews without permission. But yeah. for her social media post, that yeah. was what they have no control over your social media. All you can't, you can't post with Matt James, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but an apology, an acknowledgement, and oh my God, like, okay. Like, and she cleaned up her face. That's the thing. It's not like she didn't, like, why do you go on to a season? when you know that like when you have to scrub your Instagram and Facebook of things that are not that you know are going to be a huge issue if they come out they're going to come out and they did you know also like I always think about and like I you know I always ask the question is like if you were on The Bachelor what's the worst thing that they would like they wouldn't have pictures of us at like you know no, they would see some maybe some embarrassing old things from when I was you know a teenager like stupid photos but not like anything I'd be more like more cringy I'd be cringy but there's nothing the worst this keeps happening where people have these like really awful posts and people keep excusing it as like oh it was a few years ago and I'm like okay but like even for me you know you go back years and you know there's nothing there so people should just know better at this point yeah this isn't season one of the bachelor and social media didn't just come out like you've you're 20 she's 24 she's been on social media for well over a decade you should know better yeah, and she has access to internet, so she can see what things are and are not okay. That's the biggest thing when, like, people try to claim ignorance, like, I didn't know this was offensive. You have the internet. I you knew. in a town where they don't leave, they don't have internet, they don't You're not Amish, it. Rachel. Yeah, exactly. As much as you try to pretend like you're raised so down home, yeah, you're not Amish. You have the internet. You were posting on the internet at that time. So you clearly had the access to know that that's not okay. Exactly. So I just feel like people are accepting her apology and are apologies on on behalf of her. And, you know, 
does she deserve to be like canceled canceled no not necessarily but i don't think we should be also too quick to be you know baby you know a text post (laughs) isn't a lot was it a well-written one i was was, i have to say it was was a pretty good text post apology but it's still a text post apology that someone else helped curate and fine-tune and make six weeks or you know a couple that too you know didn't come from her you know we didn't see her say it and oh my god could you imagine you know the the other classic apology no makeup (laughs) oh like the youtuber one (laughs) that's true that might be worse like seeing her cry in an apology would actually be worse than a text post so good point but there is a certain amount of like when it's written and I guess that's an interesting point like I mean, I think, making it I too think, much about yourself if you do it as a video but I think you could do a video but I'm just talking about like when they were like no makeup because they want to look like innocent and then they're, they're trying to look really hurt yeah I think that's a little dramatic I think she could have done more but like, yeah she like speaking on it you know yeah. and well and also we haven't heard from her since then so yeah so it's there and again like that's and that's the sentiment I see from a lot of the people more that I align with they're like okay it's an apology. We'll see what happens from here. We will see if that's true, if she actually applies this to her life. Because for instance, it's like Black Lives Matter and like other social justice issues are still happening right now. So she could be sharing resources. That is very true. There's a lot going on right now that she could be talking about. She could be using her platform for that. Um, And it's not that hard to just share some links. Like that's bare minimum. And she, you know, yeah and well she was one of the first like after night one I think she had the highest Instagram following mm-hmm. so yeah. she's had the yeah she has a platform and so she was really serious there is a way that she could use it that doesn't involve maybe even like I said that much effort but yeah that's the thing is it's like the bare minimum yeah yeah because I mean it's so easy just share the post but the thing is what I think is hard for these people to do when they is they know that the people who have their back mm. have their back because they're not sharing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they fear alienating, alienating everybody if they like start, start aligning more with this. They're like, well, now I'm going to lose my conservative audience and these people are still probably not going to accept me. Yeah. So I feel because the conservative audience is so hardcore vocal. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. Very yeah, they're they're a crowd. Yeah. That's I see for them sure. All the time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm very curious about this after the final rose. I've never been so interested and curious because we've never not known who's gonna host it. I know. I know this is so wild and also what are they gonna do for the bachelorette are they bachelor in paradise too are they gonna make the call that he's not hosting it um that's true what else gonna host it or are they gonna go host is wells gonna host it i i always you know i wouldn't mind but else would make sense yeah i think he'd be a fun pick i think yeah I mean, I'm I sure Ben has the same vibe. I feel like he could walk into the I room and be like the final rose, very 
Wells has too much personality, I think, actually. Now and Ben, like, really believes in the process and in love. Yeah, Ben is stupid that. earnest. Yeah, and you really feel that from him. So I think he, totally. he would be a good good pick if he wants it. I mean, who who doesn't want that this gig, you know? Right. And I feel like he, he even looks like a young Harrison. <laughs> like, it, 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 it just makes sense. Like, if they want, a, like, either they find someone to be Chris Harrison, but less racist, or they, find, or they find someone very different and new to try to distance from the original, kind of like be different, find yeah. someone. And I think a lot of people are calling for Rachel Lindsay. And of course, Rachel Lindsay would be great, but I don't think she wants it at this point. I think she's over it. I think she wants it. It would be interesting because again, with the, not Rachel Lindsay, but the issue is, is the bachelor nation is a, has a lot of conservative people yes you can't who hate rachel and so i don't know if they're if, if they would pick someone who is that like polarizing yeah you know? they definitely you're right they need someone not polarizing at all yeah because otherwise yeah they're constantly they're catering to that audience yeah you know because that those are the people who like will go out and buy the tickets for stuff and you know merch and all that stuff we gotta get in the studio audience sometime yeah yeah tell all or that'd be fun yeah we would we would have so much fun (laughs) yeah we that'd be so i'm already dreaming about it fantasizing like no i I went to the are you the one which is the show on mtv yeah show and i was in the front row and i even made it on tv and it was hell yeah my claim to fame so you know I'm ready to add bachelor to my list I feel like I'd have a great react audience reaction face yeah I really am a very ex- facially expressive audience member so also I don't know if you if you know this but they film I mean maybe you probably do but they I didn't know is they film all the reactions before so like no one's on stage and they say act like somebody said something really sassy act like I'd be so good at that and it was and I didn't know that they didn't that because basically it's easier to film all of totally makes sense and so it was just funny because you're like laughing and you're like making shocked faces and you're Mm -hmm. not looking at anything that's why the all the audience reaction shots are hilarious because they're not based on anything yeah because they're not based on anything so you you go very like Disney channel completely I'd be great at that. I think that's my new plan. I just got to get in the studio audience. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, you know, let us on. <laughs> For sure, we're ready. We are ready to make all the faces you want. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ashley I at the Women Tell All. That's my face. Yeah. I always while watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be great. <laughs> all right. Anything else about this episode? Let final thoughts? Um, no, it was a pretty well, it felt pretty standard, actually. Yeah, like it I felt think like the most shocker for me was just I thought Abigail had a spot in the final four. Possibly. I did up until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I started to realize, oh, probably not. I thought maybe her over Serena P. Mm, that's true. It was Serena P was always kind of on the fence for me, but once Michelle yeah. kind of came into the play, that's when yeah. Abigail took a backseat for me, and I started to think, oh, maybe not. Maybe it's just because I see a little bit of myself in her. So I feel personally attacked (laughs) when she got kicked off. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Oh, poor girl. Yeah. Uh, Well, 
Thank you so much for joining us. This has been so exciting. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Uh, thank you for being here and we'll see you guys next week. All right.